0: Hi, everyone. This is Erin from Wise Woman Podcast. This next episode is in partnership with Fern Olivia from Sensual Intelligence. Enjoy. Hi, this is Fern Olivia, host of Sensual Intelligence, originally filmed on Focus TV in Los Angeles, now partnered with Wise Woman Podcast to offer you incredible, intimate interviews on sensuality and sexuality with some of the most well-respected influencers in wellness and spirituality. Hi, I'm Nikki
1: Sharp. I am the best-selling author of the five-day real food detox. I am a wellness expert, author, and health coach. And I just did a wonderful interview with Fern Olivia for her show, Sensual Intelligence. We talked about Tantra, how to come into your power as a goddess, and so much more. I'm really excited for you guys to watch it and check it out.
0: Hi, I'm Fern Olivia and welcome to Central Intelligence TV. I have here today one of my dearest friends, Nikki Sharp. Nikki is an internationally known wellness expert, health coach, and author. She is the creator of the 5-Day Detox, which is the number one mobile app and best-selling book. She can be seen giving health tips on national shows such as Access Hollywood, Extra TV, Good Day LA, and is frequently featured in online and in magazines such as Women's Health, Self, Elle, and Business Insider, as well as Daily Mail. Welcome, Nikki. So happy to have you here. I'm so
1: (laughs) grateful and honored to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about you and what um, your journey has been to get you here. Yeah.
1: So I was a model for many, many years across mm-hmm. the globe, international model. And in that, you don't pick up very healthy habits, we'll say. Um, not a lot of people talk about it, but you know, you do have to stay skinny and there's certain things that people do. So within that, I started realizing that I wasn't terribly happy to be promoting the body image that I was and getting paid to do it. It was kind of a, a weird oxymoron to me to get paid and promote a bad body image. So I started learning about health for myself and something just like clicked a light bulb. And I was living in Colorado at the time, just taking a little bit of a breather from modeling. And I, I just told myself I was gonna exercise every day, do things that I love to do. So like cycling, hiking, and none of it was forced. And then I was going to cook all my meals every day. Mm-hmm. And after 30 days, I felt like a whole new person. And so this was like six years ago before health and wellness really was like a big popular thing. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to learn about it, I guess. And I come from a family of, you know, very wealth-influenced or not wealth, sorry, health influenced people, and in that my mother went to the Olympics. My stepfather's a bodybuilder. And so I grew up with a lot of that already in my family, and we always sat down for meals. So I already had it, we'll say, like in my genes to learn about health and be interested. It just took me a lot of years. And I ended up, um, I had like 3,000 Instagram followers at the time. And I ended up writing a book, an ebook called the Five Day detox, and oh. sold it on instagram and from there, it just it was the first thing on the market we'll say of its kind, and I ended up selling a crazy amount of copies, not because i was I was trying to be salesy about it, but it worked and I think people respected that i wasn 't salesy about it that I just said hey here 's a product if you want it, it works here 's the photos. ask me questions if you want and um, the journey was kind of crazy that it sold 100,000 copies on Instagram, like from Instagram. Wow. I know, crazy. And then we turned it into an app and it became a number one app in six countries worldwide within 24 hours of launching. And then I released it as the book with Random House last year. And I'm, I just wrote my second book got to do the photo shoot for it and that one comes out in May. So that's kind of the, the shortened version version of the evolution.
0: Wow, you're just so incredible and so naturally <laughs> wonderful as well, which is one of the coolest things about you. One of the early Instagram, you know, celebs because you you started so way back and all authentically. So it's yeah. so amazing to see that journey. And I know I'm not the only one who's very inspired by you. So Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so tell us some of your personal rituals. I know you're so busy. You're doing so many incredible things. How do you s- romance yourself and stay very sensually intelligent in your own life?
1: I love that question, and I actually, I don't think that we do enough of it in today's Mm. day and age, Um, especially with the go, 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 everyone's busy. So for me, it's really about slowing down, and I've learned a phrase, and people are going to laugh at this, but I learned a phrase that was, don't rush. Mm. And at the time, a few years ago, three years ago, when I, I just moved from London to LA, and I'm like, I need to do everything now. I need to come out with a book. I need to get famous. I need to do this. Da, 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 da. And Ugh. someone very special in my yeah. life kept saying, "Don't rush, don't rush." I'm like, "No, but I need to do it now." So for me, sensuality in my life actually means slowing down mm. with everything that I do. So when I wake up, it's not this—you know, alarm goes off get up, go to work, whatever it might be. It's, I take a few minutes, I'll either journal, I'll make a coffee, I might lay in bed for a few extra minutes. I might make a coffee and go out to my deck. I might go, you know, slowly make it to the gym, but I've taken out the the rush factor of my life. Mm. So like when I'm eating, I never eat anything. And you know, it's like food mm. for me is love. Food is sexy, food is, uh. it's <laughs> nourishment, but to this elevated, sense for me. And so anything that I do, it's really like even cooking. I love having a glass of wine and putting jazz music on and and really turning it into a beautiful ritual. So everything that I do in my life, even if I'm driving and I'm sitting in traffic, I put on music I love or a podcast and I just slow down. And that to me is the ultimate sensuality.
0: I just took a deep breath when you said that about slowing down (laughs) as long as I've known you you're one of my oldest friends in LA that I've known the longest and knowing you always like you'll tell me to you know slow down don't rush it's okay and I feel like I've been born into this lifetime like rushing like something my soul incarnated and I've had to hurry up and like and speed up but I know that's not the case so that reminder that you just gave me was this huh yeah it's not we're not rushing against time
1: Even, I mean, I I will say Mm. we are in a a day and age where we feel like we have to rush, everyone Mm. does because everything is changing so rapidly with technology and, you know, Instagram and Twitter and Periscope and all the, you know, it's Mm. like all of these social medias come and go and, and the market, no matter what market you're in, it's getting oversaturated. More Mm. and more people are being born into this world. We're all getting older. So there is this rush. There's this rush that if I don't do it now, I'm going to fail. Mm. I will not succeed if I don't go now. And so it's actually, how can you slow down and what will you see along the way when you slow down? So one of my, my greatest examples is if you're in a car driving through a new city and you're the one driving as we're the drivers in our own life and you're you know driving to get to A to B and you're in a new city and you're trying to figure out with traffic and everything, you're probably not gonna see very much. So then if you get on a bike, you're slowing down exponentially from the car, you're gonna see a lot more. Then if you walk, imagine how much more you're gonna see if you're walking, mm. you see all the you know beautiful buildings, the sides of them. So that's a really good analogy to think of our life that when we're in a car and we're, we're rushing, you don't actually see anything. And as you and everyone else knows that, it, I always mess this up, it's not the destination, it's really the journey mm-hmm. to get there. So if you can slow down, that is the ultimate sensuality to be able to nourish yourself to slow down to stop to you know really like feel things see and like feel both with our touch but also feel here
0: Mm, from our heart I love that and since you are such a foodie and a chef can you give us tips because I know from myself as well always so busy I'm running into Erwan or the next organic market and I'm just getting my food but for either whether you're buying prepared food or whether you're cooking it yourself can you give people some tips on how they can infuse more sensuality into their nourishment
1: absolutely um, one of my my biggest tips is eat various colors mm-hmm. so the more colorful a meal is naturally you're going to get more vitamins minerals and nutrients which a is going to make cravings go away and that's a great mm-hmm. news because in our rush 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 culture a lot of people do have cravings just because we're not sleeping enough, we crave sugar. So when you start to have you know, a salad that has red tomatoes and carrots and yellow mm. bell peppers and edamame and all of these beautiful things, it nourishes not only our eyes, but our stomachs and then also our bodies. So eating colors and everything that you do, like on my book, you can see everything I do is very colorful. I would also say not to eat while you're staring at your phone and scrolling Mm -hmm. Facebook and um, even, you know, watching TV. I always say, sit down, put some music on, have a conversation. And I know you and I have talked about eating, like buying food at Erewhon. sometimes is easier because you don't overeat.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: what that really means is if we are overeating, it means that we're rushing and we're not paying attention to what's actually going on. Why are we overeating? Well, if we slow down, we start to realize all the emotions we're trying to bury. So, I would say colors, slowing down, and really try to taste things, and not just if you're trying to just have food as fuel, then you're kind of missing the point because food is this really food is a really beautiful thing that we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. We celebrate with it, and I think if you're going to Erewhon too, or Whole Foods, or even the farmers market really paying attention to how the food is made. So I always say quality over quantity, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to go to In-N-Out Burger or McDonald's, well, you're paying for a $1 burger. There's mm-hmm. no love that went into mm-hmm. that food, starting from the cows being raised to the, how they were slaughtered to it. And I'm not saying anything for or against veganism or not. I'm just saying there's very little love that goes into the food along the whole process. Versus if you go to a restaurant and you buy a burger and it's, let's say, a $20 burger and it's grass-fed, well, you know that somewhere along the line there's a little more love that's going Mm -hmm. into it and the way they serve it to you. And if you have it with a glass of wine or, you know, something of, you know, a nice tea, whatever it might be. So I would say those are my biggest tips <laughs> I love that
0: and I know that you live that too because you the photos that you post on Instagram of your food you can see the love that you put in you see that they're colorful and that you see that you're having a ritual cooking and putting that tenderness mm. into your life and it's clear in your book I have your book I love your book and your recipes can you talk a little bit about what inspired you for the recipes that you have in the detox and how that relates to your ritual?
1: Absolutely. so the recipes from the detox are, are different than what I cook day to day. The thing I will say with everything I do, though, is it doesn't need to take a lot of time. And I think that's a big myth that people have, that if you are making something really beautiful and tasty, that you need to slave away in the kitchen. So when I wrote The Detox, I was actually a very broke model living in London. It was the middle of winter, so I didn't want raw food, raw salads or anything. And I wanted it and needed it to be cost efficient Mm. and easy to prepare because I was not a cook at all. I barely knew how to cook. So everything that I created really took minimal amount of time. And along the way, you know, as you progress in anything that you do, you start to become a little more advanced. So my recipes, I can kind of go more advanced now and it takes the same amount of time, but Every single thing that I, I show to people is that to make hummus is one of the easiest mm-hmm. things you'll ever do and it tastes better than any store-bought hummus and you don't get yes. all the bloating and everything like that and you can change the different flavors of it So, and you can, you know, meal prep it. So it really has to do with, for me, it was all based off of this, I didn't have money, I didn't really have a lot of time and I didn't know how to cook. So when you have all three, what do you do? Well, you start to create things along the line that you can, and you realize that it's actually easy, so then you try something new.
0: I love it. And speaking of trying something new and shifting gears a little yes. bit, I'm going to tell everyone where we met. Oh, yes. This is a, <laughs> yes. So Nikki and I met during a <laughs> Tantra class on Valentine's Day a couple of years ago in L.A., and so bringing that back into our lives, Tantra ritual, is I Is that know- all you're going to say about it? go for. it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I I recall sitting next to this divine goddess on your little sheepskin rug and and I show up and I'm like, who is this woman? And then we fed each other chocolates.
0: Mm-hmm. Looked into each other's yeah, eyes. And <laughs> so, sensual intelligence it, there you was. go. It's, it's
1: the ultimate form of sensuality in that can you do it with a stranger and not feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and we're so out of touch with that
0: today. Yes. Especially woman to woman or man to man or man to woman. There's so much so many dynamics and fears Yeah. and when we met it was just like this instant soul to soul connection and chemistry. So I know that you're a sensual person. I would love to know what sensual intelligence means to you.
1: What a great
0: question. Mm-hmm. I
1: love it. Sensual um, intelligence to me I guess really would mean just being open to learning and trying new things. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, with the Tantra, everyone has this thing in their mind that it's all about sex. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, all we've really heard about from Sting and it's, we're like, oh, Tantra is sex. And it's like, no, it's not actually. When you get to the root of it, Mm -hmm. it's really just hardcore communication with Mm -hmm. yourself and others. Mm -hmm. It's learning about yourself through the form of communication, through the form of touch and energy, and so the ultimate form of intimacy for me and sensuality is just being able to be in touch with yourself to try something, whether it's a conversation to gaze into each other's eyes when mm-hmm. you don't know the person and to not have judgment about it, just mm-hmm. to be open.
0: I love that. What's yours? What's my definition yeah. of central intelligence? Central intelligence is using rituals, and the six senses, including your intuitive sense, to tap back into your primal nature and have an irrevocable relationship with that and an irrevocable self-love and appreciation and tapping into your self-expression as well as the way that you project into the world. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so given that, do you have any tips for someone who has lost that within themselves? Mm. Or have you ever been in that place where you didn't feel like a sensual or even a primal or, you know, feminine, feminine goddess? Yeah. Um,
1: Absolutely. When I was modeling, I was so out of touch with that Mm -hmm. because you have to keep your body at such a, you know, a place. And so it's, you're not nourishing it because Mm -hmm. you're actually depriving of it, depriving your body of a lot of things. And luckily, we're in a day where people do know about wellness a lot more. Mm-hmm. So models are eating the correct foods and yes. not starving themselves. Um, but during that time, I definitely did not have self-love because it was all about, you know, what are your measurements, how much do you weigh? So in instead, now I'm at a place where I love my body and I, mm-hmm. I've changed, and I recommend this to people I work with, um, my clients, that changing your mentality of you're not doing something out of hate for yourself, you're doing it out of love. So Mm -hmm. you know that you're not gonna feel good after you eat burger, fries, even a lot of vegan food, and I I hate to spoil this for people, but a lot of vegan food doesn't make you feel good either, and it's because Mm -hmm. you know the list of ingredients goes on and on, and it's fake food. So whatever it is, if you're eating it out of hate for your body, or you're exercising because you hate your body, Mm Like, you're exercising because you're like, I, I hate the way that I look. I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Well, you're doing something out of hate. Mm-hmm. And we never can see a positive result if it's done out of a negative thing. So I personally had to shift my mind on I love my body. I love myself. Therefore, I will do things that nourish it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was, again, one of those aha moments, which you're like, well, duh. But a lot of us don't actually have that aha moment yet. So for me, it was knowing if I was going to binge, allowing it to happen, and no longer putting the the Mm. hate and the fear and the anger in it. Instead, it'd be like, okay, word up. I know that (laughs) I'm going to binge, and I'm not going to judge myself for it. Instead, I would go, you'll laugh at this, I would go and get pizza. I'd get like three slices of pizza, I mean, giant slices. Um, from one of my favorite pizza places, but I would choose to not get crappy pizza and I would get one that's a nicer, a Mm -hmm. a level up, right? And then I would get a bottle of red wine that Mm -hmm. I really liked and then I would sit down and I'd put my favorite movie on.
0: I love it, and I love how real the journey has been for you. And it's, it's so evident in the way that you carry yourself and the way that you write and then the way that you prepare food. I've had your food and it's amazing. And it's, it's just so beautiful to see. Thanks. So how can people find you and stay in touch with you?
1: Just look up Nikki Sharp. It's pretty <laughs> much Nikki Sharp everywhere. It's NikkiSharp.com, Sharp NikkiSharp on Instagram those are kind of the big one yeah Nikki Sharp on Facebook and I I don't have a manager I don't have an agent I still do everything by myself I manage all my contracts by myself <laughs> I do you know it's,
0: it's a ritual for that <laughs>
1: just step into it and read the contract <laughs>
0: yes.
1: you know it's for me it, there's been so much fear in not mm. knowing things and thinking that I'm gonna you know screw up and there's I have I've screwed up a lot
0: I love how real all of this is for you, the way you live your life, and I've had your food, it's amazing. I I know that you're a sensual goddess because I've spent time with you and um, we've gone to different festivals and, and, and retreats together and yeah, so you live it. So inspiring, just inspiring the world, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do and be in touch?
1: The easiest way is really just to search my name, Nikki Sharpick. You know, in Google, it comes up, Sharp.com, my website, or at Sharp on Instagram. And I still manage everything by myself. So if you write me an email, I'm going to write back. If you write me a message on Instagram, I'll write back. Because for me, I do what I do because of the people that follow me and friends like you who are inspired by what I do. So it promotes me to share more. And I love speaking with people that follow me because it really... I don't want to say it brings me back down to earth because, you know, it's like, it's really easy to get caught up in the whole world of Instagram and fame and this, that the other. We're all trying to get a little piece of attention to spread our message. So I just, I love speaking to people that follow me and I love knowing even like from you what recipes you love and ones you don't like as much so, so that I can change to make my content better.
0: The cheesecake one. Yes. Sensual heaven. Yes. (laughs) More please. (laughs) done. So thank you, Nikki. This has been so much fun. Everyone follow Nikki Sharp. Her book is amazing. And have a beautiful rest of your journey. Thank you.